everyone. Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with return guest Jim Florentine. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Yes, I think this is like my third or fourth time. I think it's your third time. I feel honored. Yep. You are uh, in a, an elite cadre of winning guests. Really? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there are some others who've come back that many times, but you passed the test. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you feel good. I do. I will present you with a gigantic key later. There'll be a ribbon cutting ceremony. There's cake. Confetti will fall from the ceiling. And also we'll present you with a big check. I bet you had no idea all that was going to happen. That's uh, that's, uh, wonderful. Never had that happen before. <laughs> I know. I've, yeah, it's the first time I've ever done it, but I just it just seems appropriate. So fill me in. The last time we talked um, was May of 2015, so about a little over a year and a half ago. Yep. And um, your life... Actually, you were in a good place, but your marriage had just fallen apart. Yeah, I got divorced a month before that. Right. It was official, yeah. And your wife if I recall, had cheated on you with her CrossFit trainer. Well, not trainer, but... The CrossFit buddy? Yeah. Workout partner? Yeah. Spotter? Yeah, well, what, what was he to her? Who knows? <clears throat> you know, just a... Fuck a, buddy. Yeah, some douchebag in the gym. Yeah. That, you know, preys on married women. You know, that right. kind of guy. But young. Because what I remember yeah, is we young. talked about it, and then it was in the press, I don't... Like a month, like very soon after... So he was a cop, right? Yeah. So how's everything now? How are you doing now? Uh, everything's good. You know, it, it's time has passed. So, you know, we have a son together, so we got to raise him, you know, so we have to get along. So mm-hmm. every, everything's good. Everything's, you know, it's on good terms right now. Right. Good. It was rocky for a little while, but you got to, you know, you got to set aside the differences for the kid. How hard is that, though? It's tough. It is because, you know, you're not parenting full time. Right. So when you're only parenting half the time, it's, you know... You can't make decisions together. They could, she could do pretty much what she wants to do with him. I could do pretty much what I want to do with him as far as raising him. So, but whatever. I mean, it, you make it work. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have a great time when I'm with him. It's a blast. I love it. I, you know, cherish the time. And then the other time when I'm not with him, I'm working. So it works out perfect. Right. Is Are you happy with joint custody? Like, was that what you both wanted? Yeah. Yeah. We both wanted, you know, and I, you know, you want, you want, uh, you know, both parents in his life. So it works out perfect for us. Mm-hmm. It works out for our schedules and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's all good right now. Good. Um, w- what I read in the stories about the whole thing, um, you, there was a, he was a cop in the town that your fa- and your family was in the same town and you were concerned about retaliatory measures. Yeah. Did any of that come to pass? No, nothing came. It's a, it's a little town, so you know you do worry about those things. It's a little town in New Jersey where you know about five or six of my family members live in. So, but nothing has happened. So you know, hopefully, it's it's not going to be a problem, right? Yeah. You know? And then also, I remember I wondered if you thought this might leave you with any trust issues because the, the podcast before that, which was 2013, to go, we're going way back to the archives, right? Um. When everything was good in your marriage, you were talking about having, like, you had broken the streak of dating women where you needed to save them Mm. because that had kind of been your pattern before. And you found this woman that you felt like was, it was a really healthy relationship. And I just wonder, given what happened, I I had wondered, 
a year and a half ago, give, <clears throat> excuse me, given what happened, if that would leave you with a feeling of like, oh, I don't know that I can trust my ability to read people or any of that. And you didn't think it would. No, I don't think it will. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at reading people, but you know, sometimes obviously not, but no, the next relationship, you know, you go in with a clean slate. You just don't jump in before you're not ready. I learned that from, you know, past relationships. Don't do a rebound, right. you know, heal, get over whatever you got to go and you know, everybody gets a clean slate. So I've always gotten into it like that. So, you know, next time I just know that that's what I have to do when I'm ready to get back in another relationship, but I'm not going to hold it against somebody else that, the next person because, you know, somebody cheated on me. You know, mm-hmm. that's happened before in other past relationships What's years ago. Before? You know, the cheating, you know, when you're in high school and then, you know, in college and all that stuff. So, you know, but that's just, just the way it is. Uh, but I'm not going to hold it against anybody. Everybody gets a clean slate. Mm-hmm. That's so on. healthy. How do you get like that? Well, I'm not there yet. That's why I'm not in a relationship. I see. So they, have you they, dated at all? Not really. A couple here and there, but it's, I don't know. You know, when I, when I have my son, like I said, I want to spend time with him. And not share it with anybody else with him. And then when I'm not, I'm usually working. I might have a day, a couple of days off here or there. So mm-hmm. I go on dates and stuff, but nothing serious. I'm not ready for that right now. I'm still trying to juggle a schedule of being a single dad, trying to raise him when I have him, and then also doing my work. So right. I don't want to, you know, it's tough to throw another person in the mix at this moment. Are you doing online dating? Like, how are you meeting these people? That yeah, I've done some online or at shows, yeah. which isn't a good thing because they know who you are. I don't know, sometimes, but then again... But it makes it easier, probably. I think so. It gets a lot of that out of the way, where you don't (laughs) have to sit and have dinner and go, what do you do? You know, that stuff. Sometimes, but then then within two seconds, everyone knows who you are anyway. You know, if you go to dinner with, say, I'm a comedian, like, oh, really? You know, if I just meet somebody online, and then two seconds, they know everything about me. They look look you up in the bathroom. They don't even wait to get home. Right. You know, and if they don't come out, then you're like, all right, they must have read a bad article. Might as well go home. Um, is that, do you feel like that's good or bad? I think it's bad. I don't look at anything online about people. I just don't read that stuff. You know, I don't, I don't care. I just like, everybody's got a clean slate. whatever someone happened, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, I, I dated Robin Quivers briefly years, just probably 10 years ago. And I was like, man, did you read her book that she wrote like 10 years before? And I go, no, they go, you, you didn't read a book and you got in a relationship with her. I go, I don't care what you wrote in a book. That doesn't mean anything to me. She wrote that 10 years before she met me. So whatever, everybody changes. Ten years from now, you're going to be somebody different. So whatever. She, I don't. I didn't care what she wrote. Mm-hmm. So um, I never look at that. But yeah, I think it is. I don't think it's good. But but then again, everybody's not. If you do a Google search on people, most of the stuff, nothing will come up besides their Facebook page. Right. Right. So you know, we're in, we're in the business. So there's going to be more stuff out there about us. I just remember in my early dating days, before they had all of that stuff, when I would have a huge crush on someone feeling like i wonder this makes me sound like such a such a stalker and or average girl i don't know but like i wonder if i could find an old yearbook that would have a picture like just searching for any scrap of anything about them it would have been so amazing to be able to find all this stuff online would have yeah. been like a treasure trove no i mean i guess it, it's good maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong and not doing research on people and just going ah whatever i'm not gonna Hold that stuff. You know, I, I'm always. No, I think I, that's good. I don't know. But then, you know, when I see when there's red flags in the past in a relationship, I just like, ah, well, who knows what happened at that? I'll just take the, the word for it. And then you realize there's a pattern here and it's going to come up again. So maybe it's maybe it's me. Well, what's interesting is that you're saying that you are pretty trusting. Take people at their word guy. And you don't do like a ton of online research. And yet when you suspected something was going on with your wife, you hired a private investigator. Yeah, well, I had to because, you know, 
I was trying to get the answers and I wasn't getting the answers I wanted. So what, how, how had you been trying to, well, I was asking her and she's like, there's nothing, you know, I've been, look, doing comedy for over 20 years and being, you know, DJing before in bars. I've been around, you know, you're around cheaters, you're around people, you're around sleazy people in this business and all that's the show business. So, you know, you always know when some shady stuff's going on, some guy's cheating on his wife or his girlfriend, girlfriend's cheating. So I know, I know the signs. I've been around it before. And, you know, I, I saw some signs and, she, you know, she just wasn't being truthful about it. So I said, I have to find out somehow. What were the signs? Because, like, yesterday my husband wore cologne. He never wears cologne. Mm. I actually, I I trust him enough that I just tweeted about it. I'm like, my husband, right. if your husband, <laughs> when your husband doesn't normally wear cologne and then does one day, that means he's having an affair, right? A lot of people said yes. I never wear cologne. See, if I was cheating, I wouldn't put cologne on him. Like that's 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 dead giveaway. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, maybe he's just really bad at it. But really, what does he ever wear cologne? Occasionally. All right, so maybe. But it was re. It it just seemed random. It was like on his way on his way to work. Really, what's going on? I'm not actually worried about it. Um, or I'm blind. I don't know. But what were the signs in your case? Uh, just, you know, um, coldness. Okay. You know, you know, with, with somebody and you got a good connection with them and all of a sudden you feel like this weird vibe and, you know, that. And then just, you know, you know, being gone for, you know, a few hours here or there and just making up crazy excuses mm-hmm. where I was. And I'm just like, come on. You know what I mean? I'm not some, some kid. I know, you know, so stuff like that. That's when I knew something was going down. Right. Right. You know, those gyms aren't healthy when people go out and drink afterwards either. (laughs) You know, a regular gym, you don't go, you know, the people I I work out, I've been at the same gym for like six years now. I say hello to everybody. How you doing? Good. You know, I'll talk to the owner of the gym, but we never go out and have beers afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of girls that work out there, married women. I don't go, we're all going to the bar. Let's go have beers. That's when, you know, you know, stuff's going to go down. Because that's all you talk about. Oh, man, you know, can you believe that machine broke? I know. I love this gym, but I don't like this. And then, you know, you got an easy connection there. And then if you're sniffing at other, doesn't do the same thing that you're into. You know, and you're trying to tell them when they get home, they feel like, oh, he doesn't care or she doesn't care. But that person at the gym is, you know, totally, oh, I know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, a few beers and shots later, and you're fucking in the parking lot. Can I say that on here? Yes, you can. Okay. I want to be back a fourth time. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, is that a CrossFit thing to go out for beers, or is that an? Affair oh yeah, thing? no, it's a cro- yeah. Oh, okay, mostly yeah, they all hang out <clears throat> afterwards. You know, they do these like goofy tournaments or whatever. Right, you know, they lift weights in the middle of a high school field. The bond that CrossFit people have with each other and with CrossFit, I don't really get it. Yeah, well, it's like it's like it's very cultish. That's how it seems. Yeah, so they all have to stick together because. Anyone else was like, dude, stop taking this so seriously. <laughs> right. Stop you know talking I mean? about the yam you ate. Yeah, exactly. Eat some mashed potatoes. You can have some carbs. It's okay. <laughs> You're drinking 17 beers, but you don't have mashed potatoes. Okay. That's healthy. <laughs> right. So what else? I know you have a new special out, A Simple Man. Yes. There, it's coming out. Actually, by the time this comes out, since I do not know the exact release date of this as we record this. I believe it was out December 9th. December 9th, yes, up on iTunes, Amazon, all mm-hmm. the, you know, streaming, download, all that stuff you can. When did you record that? I recorded it like two months before my uh, we broke up, me and my ex. So I do talk about being married in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, you know, some of the stuff is a little a little dated. Just, But basically, I'm just saying I'm married and I have a problem with my neighbors. So it's not too much a marriage material in there. But, yeah, so it was a couple months before, so. 
So you know, what, so what can people expect in this special? A lot of dick jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They always say, talk about what you know. Right. <laughs> no, it's almost like I, like I talk about how I used to be single, basically, and had this whole lifestyle. Now I'm married with a kid, and, and you know, I enjoy being home, and I enjoy it's, – it's a, it's a whole different lifestyle. You know, Sunday I would come home, and I would just go sleep for like five hours, hung over or flying in from wherever I was on the road, and now I can't wait to pull in the driveway, and my wife and my kid run out to meet me at the car. You know, being home on like a Saturday night with your wife and, and kid watching a movie. Like, I never thought I'd be that guy. Mm-hmm. So I talk a lot about that in the, in the special, too. Mm-hmm. And then who knows what I'll talk about in the next one, you <laughs> know, because things have changed. And you recorded it in New Jersey. Yes, in New Jersey, this uh, George Street Playhouse, about like a five 600-seat theater. You do two shows in one night. You wear the same outfit in case you mess up a joke. You take it from one from the other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was happy with it. It's good, you know. So much Jersey pride. You have to. I don't know. You know, yeah, a lot of, you know, I don't know what it is. I want to say that made it sound like I was casting aspersions on New Jersey. I'm not. I'm just, I've noticed you seem to have a lot of New Jersey pride. Yeah, you do. Because that's where I grew up. I I pretty much live back in the hometown where I grew up. Like I was living outside of New York City for a long time. You know, you have to either be in New York or L.A. in the business. And I would come out to L.A. whenever I needed to. It was no problem. And then, uh, you know, when I got married and had a kid, I felt like, you know, I got to be more in the suburbs, a little more room. I was living in a high rise, basically like a hotel. So it's not a good place to raise a kid, no lawn, no nothing. So then I moved back to basically the hometown where I'm at. I still have my same friends since I was in first grade. We still hang out all the time. And I got there's seven of us, brothers and sisters, My and we all live within 20 minutes of each other. And we all get along. We hang out. My mom's still around. So it's great. Mm-hmm. You know. So you never thought you wanted to have kids? I always was against it up to about about forty forty one, and then I decided, uh, you know what, I don't want to rule that out. Why were you against it? I don't know because you always. I, I always thought it would interfere with my career. Mm-hmm. I always thought that how can I be married and have a kid and still, you know, go on the road and do comedy shows at one o'clock in the morning and you know hang out and talk to the other comics and do all of that stuff. And, and doing comedy shows at one in the morning is that something you love? No, I hated it. <laughs> No, I wanted to be home and sleeping. Okay. But, but you uh, just felt like it was necessary for your career. Yeah, you d- definitely have to, whether you're in New York or L.A., you're going to go on later or whatever it is. You know, you right. got a great lineup in front of you. So, you know, but just just you felt like you have to live and breathe comedy and that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. comics. It's like you can't have anything else. But then I would look at a guy like Ray Romano. I remember when I first started and he got all success. I'm like, he's married with three kids. Like, how does he do that? How can he juggle both? And then you realize you can because once you have that side of your life, set and there's no drama and no chaos from dating and craziness or whatever like that then you could really focus on your career i didn't know that after time like i can't have a kid what am i gonna do i'm gonna be a, on a soccer field at eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday i want to be you know so but that's coming up soon i'll be doing that <laughs> right your son is he say just turned six, six. yeah and I, you know what? It was weird, like talking to other parents. I thought that was going to be a nightmare. Like oh, I got to hang out with these other parents, and it's going to be awful. And I, 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 we have all these parents on our block that I live on. We all hang out, we talk, so it's great. I love it. You know, you got to get away from the business at some point. You know, you can't just. I don't know. For me, at this point, I can't live and breathe. If I was twenty five, I probably would. But mm-hmm. as you get older, you can't. You got to have some other kind of life. Have your ambitions changed? Not really. I mean, I'm more focused on work and doing good work. So maybe, maybe it has. I'm more disciplined to get my work done. Especially like when I have my son. I don't want when I have him when he gets home from school. I don't want to do any work. I don't want to be the guy that's that I got to do work. I'll do it when he's at school. So and, and you know, you're just pr- trying to put out the best stuff possible. You really, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm more in charge of my career and want to do better things 
as you get older. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, like, ah, you just telling jokes, hey, going through the motions, but... You know, that usually happens with comics. They usually don't even get good, really good, till like 10, 15 years in. Right. So. Were you, well, do you feel like you weren't that good at the beginning? No, I feel like I I, feel I was just getting by. I was almost like when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I just got by. Just like, ah, you know, I mean, I, I was passionate about it. I like going up and performing and working all the time. But I, I don't think I was taking as many chances as I should. Right. You know, it's kind of taking the easy way out. Like in terms of talking about personal stuff? Yeah, personal stuff and just taking chances on stage instead of going for the easy laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, an easy joke. You know, just making the room uncomfortable or making it qu- silence is okay. And then, you know, winning them over and telling more stories. Right. I was always afraid to get into it, so... Uh, but as you get older, you just, you know, like, too bad. This is what I do. Well, something that Im- impresses me about you, and we've talked about this before, is that you enjoy uncomfortable situations and awkwardness, whereas yeah. it makes my skin crawl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm thinking of this. Sto- well, you you told a story about, like, if you're in a Bed Bath & Beyond or something, and they ask if you want to apply for the club card, you'll say, I don't know if it's Bed Bath & Beyond, but, like, so, you know, when you're checking out, they're like, oh, do you want the club card? And then you'll be like, well, no, because I live in Florida and there isn't this store in Florida. And they're like, yeah, there's a chain of them. It yeah. is. And you're like, no, I can't because I live in Florida. Like, just fucking with people. Yeah. No, I constantly do that. I still do it all the time. It's, it depends what the situation is. I probably just did it two days ago in the CVS. Like, you have a card? I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, it's a card. If you have it and you could save money on it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Okay, do you have one? I go, I just said I didn't know what it was, so how would I have one? Well, do you want one? I'm like, why? I just, I don't live right around here. She's like, (laughs) okay, well, there's a lot of CVSs. Like, yeah, but I don't know if there's one where I live. I just moved there. I didn't really look. And then they're just like, okay, and they just ring it up. Do you have a phone number? I go, I got to, my wife's really jealous, so I can't give it out. She's like, no, I don't want it. I go, no, I seriously, you know what I mean? She'll freak out if I get my number out. And I just get him with a straight face. I'm like, okay, I don't know. This guy's weird. No, but I don't smile. Like, I'm messing with him. So they're like, all right, this guy, I didn't want it because of that. But then they're just like, all right, just let him go. What is the goal in an exchange like that? I don't is know. It- it's, just, it's just, well, well, the goal is like, don't you think if you had like some kind of discount card or club card or whatever, you would have it out? Like, are you going to be reminded that you're at the CVS picking up a prescription? Are you going to be reminded, hey, you have a club card? I mm-hmm. mean, you, if you're there, you pretty much know, hey, I'm going to use this so I can rack up some points or whatever it's used for. No one's going to be reminded, oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? I was in, I thought I was shopping for pants, but I'm picking up a prescription. <laughs> I should be, yeah, that's right. I am in a CVS. So I don't, that's where I get it. I was like, we know what store we're in. If we have it, we'll have it out. Right. And I know that you're also frustrated by restaurants that say, have you dined with us before? And then give the same spiel that they would, whether you have or have not. Like, I, that's totally meaningless communication. Me and, it's funny because me and my son just yesterday ate at a P.F. Chang's. He likes P.F. Chang's. And they always come over and ask that. And, they, and he said it because now I got him doing it at the table. <laughs> She's like, hi, guys. Have you guys been here before? And my son's like, once, uh, but I just came in to use the bathroom. Because <laughs> that's usually my line. And he uh-huh. knows he laughs when I say it. So then he said it. She's like, oh, you came in. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. I'm like, yeah, it was a long walk to the, to the you know, to the mall. So we just figured we'd just stop in here and use the bathroom. Why is that okay? I mean, did we cause a problem? She's like, no, 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 no. I, I was just asking because of the menus. I'm like, oh, oh, no. We haven't eaten here, but we use the bathroom. So, yeah, I just do silly stuff like that. Now he does it too. But does it 
does it stem from a frustration with people's stupidity? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because like what 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 is the restaurant? What's different about this restaurant? You have menus, you just tables. You know what I mean? I see the kitchen over there and I see a bunch of waitresses walking around. So what are you offering different than at any other restaurant? Besides one of those like, you know, when they cook it at the table or something mm-hmm. like that, or you have to cook it at the table. I forget what are those places are called. You know, those fondue places. Then I could right. see you explaining it. But other than that, no, you know, I I have a feeling I got 17 <laughs> menus here. Give me about an hour. Let me go through this shit. Do you enjoy these kind of awkward exchanges with friends or is it like strictly in the sort of consumer person selling something ex- situation? Um, you know, either or. It depends. Sometimes I'll, I'll even go into a Starbucks when they ask for your name. I'll say Jennifer. <laughs> And they're like, and they'll start, sometimes they'll laugh. I'm like, what are you laughing at? Like, no, no. I go, why are you laughing at my name? I go, that was my dad's name. <laughs> and then, of course, when they, you know, when they go, Jennifer, and I'm like, yeah, right here. I put my hand up and I make a scene and I pick my, and I just walk straight out and there's Jennifer on the cup. I just want to know. I, I, I love it. I just want to know what drives this. Why I don't you know. Do it, this? It's the stupidity of the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. It's just. I think that's what it is. Well, at Starbucks, they have to ask your name because there's a million coughs. So I, I get that. I got no problem with that. But, um, you know, anything else, that one, you know, that, you know, you're in a 7-Eleven, you're just picking up a coffee or whatever. Anything else? Like, I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, uh, is that you, is that all you want is the coffee? I'm like, I don't, can you suggest something else? Maybe I'll get some, I don't smoke, but let me, if you got some good cigarettes back there, maybe I'll try them. <laughs> You know what one bothers me it, when you're checking out a grocery store? Did you find everything you were looking for? Yeah, I know. Like, what it actually? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> like, so, what are you going to do? Are they going to stop it? And, you know, yeah. just nine people online go, okay, let me walk you over and maybe we can find the marshmallows. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That one, I just say, yeah. I just say, yeah. That one doesn't bother me that much. Interesting. I, I can get over that one. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't. I'm still upset about it. That one doesn't irk me. Why? For so, I don't know for some reason. They do it at this Whole Foods that I go to. They say, did you find everything today? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I like that place. I stick up for them. Okay. You know what I mean? You're a Whole I'm, Foods apologist. Yeah, I am because everyone's like, oh, a whole paycheck. Hey, okay, right. I, I know. Yeah, sorry. You know. Oh, maybe this is what it is. I'm trying desperately to diagnose you even though I have no degrees in any of this. <laughs> right. I hope you can, you can probably feel it. Maybe this is what it is. There's so much like cultural stupidity surrounding whole foods and so many people who are already making fun of whole foods that like you're not gonna get in there and also fuck with them you're gonna defend them um that and they don't ask for the card either they don't have a card which is good i think home depot doesn't have a card either which is good so home depot's on your not shit list too yeah home depot's fine I got no problem with that. Yeah, because they don't, they don't bother. And you basically have to chase somebody down to go, mm-hmm. hey, I, uh, I'm looking for whatever they are. And, and instead of like a retail store where they bombard you, especially, you know, going Christmas shopping. I was with my son the other day. And as soon as you walk in, there's 17 people all over you. you yes, know? I hate that. However, I hate that the people all over you. And also, I worked at Sam Goody. That was my job in high school. Well, my job for like one season in high school. Um and there was so much pressure from the manager. If you were ever standing still, help the customers, help the customers, which really just meant bug the customers, like go up and say, which I realized I was bugging them. Anyway, though, 
I find that annoying, but I was at Home Depot recently and it was kind of impossible to find someone and we had a question and that was also irritating. Yeah, uh, Home Depot, that's one place where it's like you, you got to go like down seven aisles to yeah. find somebody. I wanted but- to just yell. Like, could someone tell me where this is? Yeah, because it's so huge to place. And, um, but yeah, you know, um, I have no problem with someone going, hey, if you need any help, I'm right over here. That's fine when you walk into a store. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, I just, you know, <clears throat> let me get through some stuff and then maybe I'll, I just walked in. You know, when they, they when they, uh, come, when, as soon as your dinner gets there and you, you take uh, like a half a bite, is everything okay? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't chew through this yet. Can you give me a minute? God, I'm always, whenever they ask, and oftentimes I haven't even started the thing yet, I always say it in this like giggly, super apologetic way, like, oh, <laughs> I haven't even started. <laughs> I don't know why I feel the need to perform like that for them. Wait, oh, so when they say- Like so, when they're like, how's right. everything? Like, <laughs> I haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> right. And actually, my husband, for on his birthday, we went to a restaurant, and the guy said, how is everything? And he said, oh, it's great. And then I said, you haven't even tried it yet, have you? And he said, no, I'm codependent. That's good. I like that one. He hadn't touched anything. Really? And he, he really told, like, let the guy know we were fully satisfied with all the food. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one thing I won't do. I won't bitch about my food. I won't send it back. Mm-hmm. I like bacon crisp, and they never make it crisp. I'm like, can you, like, almost burn it? Can you make it really crispy? I go, I, was here, I, I go can you guys make bacon crispy here? And they're like, oh, absolutely. I go, okay, because my friend was here. The other day, and he got like a crispy. He said it didn't come out crispy. I was just checking because if not, I'll get something else. I go no. So I I set it up. I absolutely, we'll make it crispy. It's no almost pro- like you call ahead. I call ahead, and then it never comes out crispy, and I just don't eat it, and I just leave. It. I don't say, hey, can you put this back on? You know, but the, the dumb questions, I will. You know, you, you save any room for dessert? I don't know. I don't know how you save room for dessert. Would it bother you if they said, "Would you like any dessert"? No, that that's fine because that usually comes after dinner. Or, you know, did I save room? I don't is know. Is it the cutesyisms? Is it like if yeah. you finish your plate and they're like, "Oh, you didn't like that at all." Yeah, yeah, it is because it is. Did you save any room for dessert? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have uh, little men in my stomach moving the food around. <laughs> I just ate. You know. I was getting really enraged today, um, and for the listener who doesn't know, I'm very pregnant, so. I'm going to blame weird moods on that. But I was thinking about how fucking stupid the word snickerdoodle is. I never even heard of it. It's a cookie. It's a it's a like actually pretty good cookie. It's a sugar cookie that's like got cinnamon and sugar on the top and okay. it's referred to as a snickerdoodle. And my whole life I've been fine with that. And then today I was just like I've we've given that word a pass for way too long. It's cutesy and it's stupid. Yeah. No. Fuck that word. It's we- but it like I was upset. About the word snickerdoodle, how stupid it is. I, I get that. I know. I d- I never heard that word before, but it, mm. it just annoyed me. You yeah. know what I know? Speaking of pregnant, you know what uh, the one I hate? Uh, I'm preggers. Yes. That one. Oof. Or or we're pregnant. That one hurts. I'm trying to think if I've ever said that. I don't think I've said that. I've certainly not said preggers. Although I am wearing just you guys. Don't touch your penises hearing this, but I'm wearing compression socks right now, and the brand is Preggers. All right, well, just put them inside out so I don't have to see it. <laughs> well, thankfully, it doesn't have a label that says it, but I know it because it on the box it said Preggers. Look, when you're socks. pregnant, any way you could be comfortable is okay. Yeah, and I can't be comfortable in any way pretty much at this point. Right, so, so whatever you have to wear, whatever you have to do, it's all bets are off on that. 
It's like when I don't like doing a lot of corny stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't like corny stuff, but I say, yeah, me neither. But when it's with my kid, I got no problem. I'm 100 percent right. in. I want pump, you know, pick pumpkins. Oh, you want to go pick pumpkins? I go, well, n- no. If with the kid, yes. With a girl, like you want to go pick apple, go pick. No, I don't want to pick pumpkins. But I'll do it with my kid, any of that corny stuff. I just went to Disney with him a few weeks ago. I'm not a fan, but I'll go. And I mm-hmm. said that, no problem. You know, stuff like that. But yeah. That's good because I feel like it would be, especially for a comedian, probably not, there's going to be a thousand negatives in this sentence. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I feel like it would be easy to accidentally make your kid very cynical. Yeah. No, I don't want them to be that. I want them to, uh, you know, we watch Christmas movies and stuff like that and, uh, you know, and do, do all of that stuff, you know, go on a hayride and a haunted mm-hmm. house and all that stuff. So we do all that kid stuff. And I got, we go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, he doesn't go to as much anymore, but, I'll, you know, we used to always go, yeah, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Or let's go, we'll, you know, arcades, do all that stuff. So whatever. Yeah, I got no problem, but he's a kid. So, right. Um, Actually, maybe you can tell me what you think of this. I said to my husband a while ago, but when I, when we were already preggers, um, <laughs> I said to him, something that I think we need to watch out for is to not sort of accidentally or haphazardly voice a super strong opinion about something that doesn't matter. Because I feel like kids who grow up with parents who do that, the parents don't realize how much it like limits the kid's world. Like you might just think you're being funny being like, Oh fuck that whole movie franchise or that's so stupid or you know when, when you shit all over something i think the kid then feels like they don't have the option to like that thing and maybe another adult would get that you were just doing shtick or just joking or who cares you know but like if you have a strong opinion about a certain type of cheese your child will not feel like it's okay to eat that cheese no that's that's true because um i was never a star wars guy but my son wants to, he's got all the action figures and he knows about it. And I think he's seen a movie or so, one of them, but I got no problem with that. I, you know, I don't like that stuff, but I'm not going to tell him that's stupid. Don't watch that stuff. He'll right. go back and watch all the movies. And the next one that comes out, I'll probably go see. So yeah, I, I don't do that stuff. I know two big things about being a parent for the first time. Cause I went through it. Yes. Please. First thing you have to do get three or four of the same blankets for your kid. So you have spares Mm -hmm. because that blanket is going to be left at someone's house. It's going to be the babysitter, the grandmother, the grandfather. It was here. It was there. It's not washed. It's puke. I didn't wash it. And she's crying because so get four of the same ones and just just give it to like every three nights. Give it so the smells on the blanket already. So they know it's not a new one because they'll 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 know Mm -hmm. and just have them everywhere. Have a spare. Have a spare. Whoever's going to watch them here. Maybe that and just have them all over the place. That's huge. All right, blank, duplicate blankets. Duplicate, three to four, okay. easily. And then when you go shopping for your whatever, the, the baby gifts. The registry? Yeah, and then you have to go pick out all the stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You have the baby shower, all that crap. Bring yep. somebody that already had kids with you. Yes. Okay, she will she'll, she'll go, you want this? No, you don't want this. This is garbage. Take this, this, this. You'll be right. at the register in 20 minutes. Me and my ex went in there. Within 20 minutes, she was in tears because we didn't know. I didn't know. It was a first, we're a first kid. It's so overwhelming. It is. So- I, yeah, I did mine online, and I asked like three different women who've had babies, but I went to Babies R Us. Was Babies R Us? One of those big baby stores, and it was it – was, I wanted to cry. It was so like, there's a whole wall of baby helmets and flathead syndrome stuff. And like, there's a th- more, there's so many different nipples for bottles. It just, it, it was 
more than I could handle. Yeah. So just go with someone that's had a couple yeah. kids and go, look, this is the way I do it. I, I, I've been through it. I've been through the mill. You know, so this is exactly what you need. They'll pick it out and it won't be a problem. And don't worry about boiling everything. That was another thing. I was boiling stuff every every 20 minutes. Like, oh, my God, this thing he had in his mouth. Now I got to go boil it again. I got to <laughs> boil this. It's it, If you have a second kid, it, it could it can the, the bottle could fall on a pile of dog shit and you'll put it right in his mouth. Like, <laughs> ah, it's no big deal. He needs the germs. <laughs> but that first one, you're like, oh, my God, everything's got to right. be sterile. Don't Precious. touch this. You had sniffles. You can't come in my house. It's, you know, it's nonsense. Well, that's another thing I've heard that, like, don't let a bunch of people around your baby for the first month. Well, then I've also heard, no, it's good to expose them to a lot of stuff. Maybe not the first month. Just, you know, keep it, you know, don't family. bring them out. Yeah, right. family and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, they used to be the old days. It was like the first, like, five or six months you were supposed to keep the baby inside. Wow. I think that's what my mom said growing up, but maybe she just don't want to take me out because I was ugly. <laughs> what um, number are you in the seven? Four. Four? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, after about a month or so, I'll be fine. And then always do stuff around their nap time. That's key. Because there's going to be a, a boy or girl. You boy. Guys don't know, a boy. Okay. So when he's about a year old or nine months, you're going to know when he takes a nap. Don't schedule to go to the store when he's ready to take a nap because he's going to be out of his mind in the store. Do it when he wakes up, when you got that two, three-hour window. Always plan that stuff accordingly. Don't take him out when he's cranky and tired. So it's going to be a nightmare. So just you know, even if you're flying somewhere, try to do it when he naps or something like that, like he gets on the plane when he naps instead of waking him up at 5 in the morning, all of that stuff. Right. So so do you feel like like settling down helped your career? Um, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, you're more grounded. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely did. So, you know, because you, you, you find out what's more important. You're not, you don't have to go out. Not that I went out that much, but you don't have to go out every night after the show. And it's like, ah, I got nothing else to do. You really focus on. I would always do all my work when I was on the road when I was married. I wouldn't do it when I was home. So when I was in a hotel for three or four days during the day, I'd get all my stuff done, whether it be podcasts, writing, all of that stuff. So when I got home, I spent time with the family. Mm -hmm. And I still do that now. Like when I'm on the road, I'll do all of that stuff. So when I'm home, my boy... You know, I can hang with him. And the chaos that you, chaos is probably not the right word, but for lack of a better word, the chaos that you went through with your marriage, how did that affect your career? Um, It was tough at first because I was like, you know, I couldn't come up with any new material at all because I just filmed a special. So, you know, usually when you do the special, you got a little time before the thing airs to come up with new material because people don't want to hear that once it's out there again. So you want to start writing right away. And a couple of months later, everything went down and I had writer's block for a good three, four months. Mm -hmm. Did that scare you? Yeah. And you you think that was because of what was going on in your personal life as opposed to just having done the special? No, but personal life. Okay. Yeah, I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah. I was so consumed with what went Ugh. down and devastated and stuff. So I was really nervous. Like, I'm, like I, I could feel like how a songwriter feels like like oh, I'm never going to write a song again. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you have a breakthrough. You don't know when it's going to come, but it does. Right. And everyone was telling me, don't worry, man, you'll figure it out. You'll, it'll come. But you feel stymied in your career. I felt like in like four or five months where I was just doing like the best of hits from, like from my act just to get through the shows. Because mm -hmm. I always like creating. I always like putting new bits when I go on stage. To me, that's the challenge and that's the fun of doing it, building a set. And I wasn't doing that for like four or five months. It was driving me crazy. But then you have a breakthrough and then everything's fine. But at that time, you don't think you can. Was the devastation, was it how could 
this person do this to me? Or was it, I can't believe this thing that was supposed to be permanent dissolved or like, was it all of it or was it neither of those things? Yeah, I think all of it. I don't know. I went into it like I'm not going to get married. I was never married before. I'm not going to do it and, and you know, mess around. I'm just not going to do that to somebody. If I'm not going to get married if I, if I felt, still felt like that way. You know, especially when you got a kid involved. I'm like, all right, now I, you know, you know, I got a family here, so why would I do that? You know what I mean? Like, I to me, I was always like, okay, so what am I going to tell my kid when I'm 18 years old? You know, son, I'm sorry. I was in Las Vegas that one weekend and I had sex with this girl because I was drunk. And I'm sorry. And then, you know, I only saw you on Tuesday and every other weekend. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm and then he'd be like, Dad, did you really have to put your penis in that girl? Did you have did you have other girls before you met mom? Yeah, I had. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I did pretty good. You know, it was fun. I had some fun times. So why did you have to do that again? You had to do that one more time. Like you had to go revisit that. That's the way I always looked at it. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that. I'm not right. going to have that with my son, that talk. And then, you know, I don't know, just for me, like hearing him in the middle of the night or in the morning running in my room, his little feet running, running, uh, you know, into my room. I hear him in the hallway. I'm like, and he's going to jump in the bed and jump on me. I'm like, I'm, I want that every day. Mm-hmm. I don't want that Tuesday and every other weekend because I fuck some girl in Vegas. That To me, that was, there was no, in a million years, I wasn't going to do that. Right. You know, and I, you just don't put yourself in those situations. So it made it a lot easier too. And I just like, that's not part of my life now. You know, if I were to get married at 25, maybe I would have been, I was dumb mm-hmm. and maybe I would have acted out and done something stupid. But, uh, you know, when I got married later, I was like, there's no way I was going to do that. So yeah, so I felt, felt betrayal and everything else. I didn't think somebody else would do that. And we said, let's talk about it if we ever get to that point where we might think that might happen. And obviously we didn't. And she, when you had that conversation about let's talk about it, if we ever think we might get to that point, she was like, yes. She yeah, well, she was, was worried about me, which is understandable being on the road. Right. She's like, these girls after the shows, I see what goes on. You know, they always come up to you and they don't care if you're married, you had a girlfriend, you know, and how do I, how can I trust you? You're away for three, four days, you know, <clears throat> out late and stuff. And I'm sleeping. And I got a baby at home. How do I know what you're doing? You know, so I totally understood. And I just had to reassure that it was not going to happen. You know, I said, look, we're going to have a talk if that ever happens. She goes, absolutely. So, you know, but what are you going to do? You know, you try to do the right thing. So how have you come to understand that it was her that did it? I mean, I know she had been married. This was her third marriage, right? Yeah. Like, had she ever done this before? I just, you know, I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> you should have Googled. Yeah, I, mean, I should have Googled. Yeah, I guess so. Do you just look at something like that, like, oh, this person wasn't who I thought they were? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, anyone that does that in a relationship, because you don't think that's going to happen, you know. You realize, you know, because the marriage was really good. It wasn't like, oh, man, it sucks. I don't know, we're not getting along or anything like that. So when you get blindsided, it's it, it hurts even more. Mm-hmm. I think there are people who look at that situation and go, "I'm not, this is not you at all. I'm just saying I have encountered the thing where the person goes, they still blame themselves. Like I pushed them into the arms of someone else or, you know, they, they don't, they don't accept it. Like they know you actually were wronged. It's okay to be angry about that. No, I've, you know, talked to therapists and read books and all that stuff. And you basically, anyone that cheats, it has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing and a hundred, there's nothing to do with it. You know, it's tough to get, I have friends that I, you know, same thing happened. I'm talking to them. They're still blaming themselves. I'm like, this had nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It always has something to do with the other person. Yeah. There's no, there's some kind of, uh, you know, 
unhappiness in their life, why they would do something like that or some, you know, uh, loose why, who knows what it is, whatever's going on, but it has nothing to do with that person because they would come to you. Right. You know what I mean? In a real relationship, you would. You would go, hey, you know, look, you know, I don't, we're not hanging out enough. I think we should take, you know, go away for a weekend, go on vacation. Let's, you know, try something different, whatever, do something. You know, you would talk about it. So, uh, but no, I never blame myself. Good. You know, so, you know, you just try to be the best. And look, shit doesn't work out. What are you going to do? It's not the end of the world. There's a lot more, you know, things could be a lot worse. I got a, you know, healthy boy. He's great. We have a blast. We got a great connection. He's like a little me. It's perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a little wise ass. And this is an awkward transition. But you guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have perhaps a book to help you they through They can buy your... my new special on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, hell, on Amazon. that's exactly what you're going to be buying on Amazon. Jim Florentine special, A Simple Man. Click through the banner on my website, allisonrosen.com. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for your Amazon support. Also, I am on Patreon. Patreon is like Kickstarter, but you can support artists, podcasts on an ongoing monthly basis, different reward levels, extra bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff, uh, live video stream, um, actual like fan club level where you get merchandise in the mail, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's really fun. Go to patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. All right, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, this is where people write in with things they think or do and they wonder, is it just me? Is it everyone who does this? And then we weigh in about whether we also do this. Okay. Andrew Ant says, enjoy farting in a pot store because it won't overpower the weed smell. I've actually never been in a, in a dispensary, but I've smelled super skunky farty weed and I, I could see the appeal, I suppose, but I would regard it as a challenge and I would want to see like, can I over, can I overpower the weed smell? Yeah, you know, they don't, New Jersey don't have any of that stuff, and I don't smoke weed, so right. I've never been. I should go out when I'm out here, just go check it out. Yeah. I mean, keep a fart ready. Well, I always have one in the chamber, just in case, <laughs> especially when you got a little boy. Yeah. It's constant. Oh, I just realized. Okay, so we are short on time, so I didn't do listener questions, but there was a question from Jason Dix, which is, which vegetable causes the foulest smelling gas? I feel like we need to answer that. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not he sure. He thought you might know. He thought you're known for your gas. Well, yeah, I mean, I had I had some good moments. <laughs> I usually save them for the plane or something like that just to bother people. Or, right. Now, I don't know what exactly. My buddy Don Jameson will drink like red wine and peanuts before he gets on a plane. He said that really gets him going. Hmm. It's also what you have on the plane often. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll he'll have that on the plane. Right. He'll get a bag of peanuts and get red wine, and then he just yeah. The next thing you know, you're like there's like five different people putting the air on <laughs> in front of him. I took a picture with seven people with the hands up at one time. That's it was hilarious. the greatest shot ever. I always wonder, in terms of the the effect on your bowels of traveling, is that just from like the stress of traveling, or is it from potentially different water supplies in different places, or is it something about the pressure of the airplane actually affects your bowels in a certain way? Probably that, and then maybe you're eating sh- food that you usually don't eat. Right. Like I, yeah, I got like a chicken wrap on the plane. It was a six-hour flight, so I usually don't. I, I don't know what was in it. 
So, you know, between the peanuts and the pretzels and whatever. So that's probably going on, too. Mm -hmm. You shove some food down your mouth before you get on the plane. So you're also oftentimes sleeping at different times. I feel like that can throw off your system, too. That can throw it off. And then you're cramped in a seat and you just, I don't know. It's, yeah. Okay. Sooner Magic says, think food has less calories if I eat it standing up in kitchen instead of on a plate at a table. Well, yeah, everyone, everyone knows that. Everyone feels that way. What, that the food is less calories? Like it doesn't count if you just if you're just nibbling or grazing while you're standing up as opposed to having it as a meal. I never thought of that. It depends how much you eat though. Are you eating the same thing but oh, you're standing no. up? The truth is it has the exact same calories. I'm just saying I think that if you're trying to tell yourself like, Oh, I didn't really eat that, it's easier to deny to yes. yourself that you did it if it was just while you were standing there. I'll do that a lot, which, you know, just because I eat fast, really fast mm-hmm. if I sit down. So I want to eat slower. So I'll just leave it standing and I'll just come by and, and eat a little times, little things, uh, you know. Me and my son do the same thing. We'll just go back and eat it. Let's go, let's go eat. And then we go play. Let's go eat. Mm-hmm. We do it that way. JMOs for A Rose says, shoes must always be tied as tightly as possible. Stop what I'm doing and retie them if they loosen even a tiny bit. My feet feel claustrophobic just hearing that. I hate that. I don't like. Yeah, I hate only when I'm on the gym and I like go on the treadmill. Then I'll tie them really tight. But right. I hate that feeling. I untie them as soon as I get back in the car or whatever. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I like them loose, like my women. <laughs> I throw that in there. Demian Cordova says, "I love oatmeal cookies, even plain ones." It's interesting that this was a just me or everyone, and it makes me think. It's because, in general, oatmeal cookies aren't a respected cookie. For the most part, if you mention oatmeal cookies, people will be like, no, I prefer chocolate chip. I like oatmeal. I'm okay with an oatmeal cookie, even if it has raisins. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm not a big cookie guy. Good, you know. You're not a sweets guy, are you? No, I never had. No. I talk about that in my special. My friend's like, I got a sweet tooth. I go, no, you don't. You're 42 years old. (laughs) Okay, you have a shitty marriage and you're depressed and that's why you're overeating. <laughs> um, Ms. Appropriate says, man buns are preferable to man ponytails. I'm sorry, I disagree. I don't like either of them. Awful. Yeah. Hipster. Douches. But you had, now you used to have long hair, right? I did, but I just put it in a ponytail. Like I just, yeah, if I had to. Right. But the, even if the man bun was around at that time, I wouldn't have done it. What would be a situation where you had to put your hair in a ponytail? Um, Swimming? No, if I was uh, playing like softball. I used to play softball. So I'd do that. Or if I was at the gym sometime, you know, put a hat on and then walk around. with. So I would do it like that. But other than that, I always had a scrunchie nearby. (laughs) Well, I feel you, girlfriend. Um, Eric Olson says, it really irritates me when a period TV show has a theme song that completely doesn't fit its era. Mad Men, etc. Um... That doesn't bother me, actually. No, it doesn't bother me either. I'm not, I don't watch too much TV, so it really doesn't bother me. Okay. I used to find that the True Blood theme song didn't really fit the show, but I enjoyed the theme song. Sometimes the NFL will do that. I'll watch football. Like, it'll be the Packers will be playing on a Sunday night, and it's cold. So NBC or whatever, like, they'll go, oh, we're going commercial. We're right back, and they'll play Cold as Ice by far, and I'm like, ah. I, I got it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's two go. on the nose. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, Marty Kerner says, love recycling day because I can check out what my neighbors put out and figure out what they're up to. No, I, 
maybe I'm just averse to like going outside and actually moving around because <laughs> I don't like I know what the weather is doing based on an app on my phone. I know if my Amazon orders have arrived, not from actually looking outside, just looking to see to go going into the orders tab and seeing if they're they've arrived. And the idea of actually taking a gander at what's out on recycling day. I don't I don't I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't um I don't like nosy neighbors, so I wouldn't want to I wouldn't do that to them. Right. Like I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't care as long as you're not bothering me. So mm-hmm. I I wouldn't look. What 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 do you think's going to be in there? Booze, a torso, bottles of water. You know what I mean? You probably you probably can't, you know. Is a is a torso really going to be in the recycling bin? You no, you'd to, put that in the regular one. Yeah, you probably want to put that in the regular garbage. <laughs> yeah. you know. Or a large item pickup, depending <laughs> on the size of the person. That's true. Exactly. But Jim Florentine, it was so nice having you back on the show. Thank you for having me, and congratulations on the baby. It's going to be you. awesome. Next time I see you for the fourth time, I'm already telling you there will be a fourth time, I will have had the baby. There will be less of me, but more people in the house. Probably. He'll be running around here. I'll be like two, and I'll just stay over there, be quiet, whatever. Yeah, I'll be great. Yeah. So tell every okay, and I have to say because I'm sure there's listeners who are like, "What? Why is this show shorter than normal?" So I'm I'm just going to address this at the end as opposed to the beginning when I should have addressed it. Um, I your flight was late, yes, and I have to be somewhere at a certain time. So unfortunately, this one had to be abbreviated. But was, I feel like we got to all the good stuff. It was all my fault, a hundred percent. I went from the airport. I took an Uber right here, and it was my plane was almost two hours late. I still have to go get my rent a car. So yes, it has nothing to do with. Allison. Oh geez, it was all my fault. So I don't want anyone to be mad. Thank I know you. when I don't when I, my podcast is an hour, people get pissed. Why was it only thirty five yeah. minutes this week? Oh, I ran out of gas. That's it. You get thirty. It's still free. What are you? What are you bitching about? Well, I yeah, I did think earlier. Like, so it's a little shorter. That's okay. But I still feel like I need to explain it. Yeah, no, you. It, that's fine because yeah. you'll get emails and then right. like, now I got to explain this. Yeah, because I don't want anyone to think that it had. I don't want anyone to think that I was like Jim Florentine, not worth my time, because that's so not the case. You know how many times I've heard that with women? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Jim, tell them where to find you and plug all your plugs and whatnot. A Simple Man is my new comedy special. It's out December 9th. It's available on a DVD, CD, download, digital, streaming, whatever you want. Uh, It's up on iTunes. All different versions are out. If you want a physical copy, you can go to jimflorentine.com. You'll see it there. Also, Amazon. So it's all over the place. Anywhere you could see a a comedy special. Everyone's going to watch it on their phone anyway. so. So it's out there. It's an hour of stand-up, and I think you'll enjoy it. Perfect. And follow me on Twitter, at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed, at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Jeff Fox, producer who, I, we didn't hear much from you this episode, but where can we find you? Saving the space for you guys, because I know it was tight. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter, at Colonel Jeff Fox. And don't tune out at the end of this episode. I'm going to stick around and do another half an hour just all by myself. Because <laughs> you guys have to split, but I got nothing going on. So Perfect. Beautiful. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.